Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast, this is Dr. Eric Tangumon came with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. I want to seize this opportunity to welcome you and to thank you for choosing to tune in to today's broadcast. You may have been wondering what you can do to help support the good thing that is happening here. There are three things that you can do. First one is to like, and share the content. Invite other people to join us on this broadcast. The next thing that you can do, the second one, is to subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can do that. It's a click of the button. Subscribe, like, and share. The last thing that you can do is this. This is the resource from which I have been giving this series of lectures for the past 52 days. Can you imagine that? 52 days have come and gone. Today is the last days. Actually, day 53 is a bonus day. And we are going to be wrapping up all what we've listened to for the past 52 days. Do me a favor. Don't only get one copy of this book. Get many copies for other people. The 52 strategies that have been shared in this book will position any immigrant anywhere in the globe to succeed if and only if they follow the roadmap that I've laid out here. If you want to get more than one copy, there is a possibility for a lot of discount for you and for those that you want to get the books for. Books are just $8 or $8.99 on Amazon and other places where books are sold. We are wrapping up today. It's been quite an exciting and interesting journey talking about what is going to set immigrants apart and make them successful. Well, some people don't like to talk about success. However, I've said, if you are an immigrant, you moved because you wanted to be successful. Before I wrap up today, I'm going to make a big recap of some of the major issues that have 
treated during these past 52 days. I started by focusing on the four reasons, four reasons why people migrate, just four of them. If you are a student of the Bible, it shouldn't come to you as a shock that the Bible is a book of immigrants. It's a book about migration. There's so much migration in the Bible that is mind-boggling. I say this so that those people who feel uncomfortable that people migrate, if you are a believer, if you believe the Bible, you should understand that God has used migration in the past and he is still using it today. I'm going to tell you the four reasons why people migrate and give you four examples from the Bible. There are a lot of them that will tie up to each reason. The first thing is I will just list the reasons and I'll go, about, I'll go back, explain each reason and tie it to a biblical example. People migrate for economic reasons. That's the first thing. The second thing is people migrate because they are fleeing from persecution or death. The third reason is that people migrate because they want to occupy a new territory, occupy a new land, take land from other people. And the last thing is, this is the category of people who are forced to migrate, slavery, people who are trafficked, people who are caught from one geographical location and moved to another one out of their will. Those are the four reasons why people migrate. And you must know what category you fall under. When you understand your category, it's going to determine how well you're going to do. That is why when we started, we focus on your, knowing your why, understanding that you are, you are unstoppable. Because when you understand that, and the purpose of your movement is going to help people switching yourself to do well. Now let's look at biblically four examples that correspond to these four reasons why people migrate in the first place. I said the first reason people migrate is for economic purpose. People are moving from one place to the other because they want to better themselves. We cannot blame anybody for desiring better economic opportunities or better education or better health or whatever they want for their lives. We cannot fault them. Do you remember Abraham? There was famine in the land. And Abraham said, 
instead of staying here and dying, I better do what? Move to Egypt, where I will be able to find food for me and my animals. And Abraham moved from Cana down to Egypt during a time of famine. There is another story of Naomi and her husband who moved from Israel to Moab when there was famine. They migrated. Please. A time comes when you have to move because the conditions on the ground are not favorable and it is okay to move. While we are at it, at times, even when the conditions appear not to be unfavorable, for you to move, it's important to hear from God before you move. Very important. Remember Isaac? There was famine in the land. And God told him, Isaac, stay put. Don't move. Your father moved, went to Egypt, and had to lie about your grandmother, Sarah. I don't want you to move. I don't want you to get into trouble. Stay put. Isaac stayed put, planted, and we are told he experienced a hundredfold increase. The second reason people move is because they are fleeing from either religious persecution, political persecution, a threat on their lives. Isn't it fascinating and amazing that the Son of God himself our Lord Jesus Christ had to migrate to Egypt when his life was under threat. When Jesus was born, King Pharaoh got uh, King Herod got jealous, and he passed a decree that all the male children below two years of age, two years and below, had to be killed. And God appeared in a dream and warned Joseph to take his young family to Egypt to protect them. I was just thinking about this the other day, and it occurred to me that, you know, God did not smite Herod. Instead, he used migration to protect his son from being killed. There are people who are fleeing war-torn countries. There are people who are fleeing tribal wars, or ethnic cleansing, you name it. We can't fault these people for fleeing. Even our civil fled when his life was in danger. Don't tell me it was just back then. Oh, the Bible is not relevant. Really? You need to ask people today who are running away from war-torn countries how that feels and what is propelling them to move to a place of, of safety. The third reason is for conquest. It's for conquest. People move because they want to occupy other lands. You remember the children of Israel after they stayed in Egypt under slavery, 
for almost uh, for more than uh, 200 years the time came for them to move to the promised land and the idea was for them to move there displace the inhabitants of the land and occupy it and that is what they did the last reason is that which has received a lot of red flag because people are caught in one country or in one geographical location and forcefully moved to another place out of their will. As we speak today, there is still a lot of trafficking going on and a lot of slavery. I was watching a documentary the other day titled Sea Pirates was talking about deplorable conditions under which fishermen are living in Southeast Asia because they catch, they, they catch them, put them on boats, take them out to sea and prevent them from coming back on land. And they are forced to fish under very difficult conditions. We have sex, uh, sex slaves today that have been trafficked from other countries and are forced to do things that they don't like to do. When you go into the Bible, you see the case of Joseph. Joseph. The parallel between Joseph and the African-Americans ancestors is mind-boggling. Joseph was caught by his brothers out of jealousy and sold to strangers who took him to a foreign country. It wasn't something that he welcomed. It wasn't something that he celebrated. It wasn't something he asked for. His own people, his own flesh and blood, betrayed him, sold him into slavery. Each time the African-American story is told, a big part of it is not mentioned is the fact that Africans cut their own flesh and blood and sold them to Caucasians, and sold them to foreigners. It was betrayer of the highest category. This is the subject we are going to be entering into. Starting from tomorrow, we're going to start looking at my book, on racism. We're not going to dive too much on that right now. We are focusing on immigrants. Let the truth be told. Let the truth be told. It doesn't matter the reason you got displaced. The fact is that you are now in a new place. You are now in a new country and you are having an opportunity to grow, you are having an opportunity to expand, you are having an opportunity to occupy. However, it is going to be difficult. Nothing will be handed to you on a gold platter. It is not enough to show up. 
You must have a strategy. You must have a game plan. Most people think, oh, if I can just get a ticket, one-way ticket, show up in the United States, I'm going to be successful. I'm here to say no. That's not enough. Showing up in the U.S. is just the first step. You are going to have to take many other steps. Remember, you're going to be opposed. You're going to be misunderstood. There's going to be pushback because some people are going to think you're trying to take something from them. Are you going to let them stop you or are you going to forge ahead? That is why today I'm talking about you making up your mind. There is nothing as important as a made up mind. When you make up your mind, it means you have single purpose, you have focus, your eye is on the goal, and you are tenacious and you don't give up. No wonder. Jesus said that what? A person who places their hand on the plow and looks behind is not fit for the kingdom, right? In other words, when you place a hand on the plow, you don't turn your back to look at, focus on what has already passed. No, you focus on what is ahead of you. Most of us immigrants are making a very terrible mistake of placing our hands on the plow and focusing behind. Nobody can drive a car like this. When you try to drive like this, sooner or later you're going to do what? You're going to run into somebody, you're going to run into another car, you're going to run into a building, you're going to run into an electric pole is going to run into an obstacle. Every right now, me turning my back away from you, it looks awkward, isn't it? You can't keep living your life like this, looking behind. It's very easy to feel that you, you become a millionaire because when you do the exchange, you know, we talked about this in the past, when you do the exchange between the US dollar or the British pound with whatever currency, you used before moving to the United States, you will feel that you've arrived. Now you are a millionaire because of the exchange rate. Really? You're really a millionaire? You are not. Stop looking behind. That is why if you want to move forward, if you want to succeed, you have to keep your eye on the goal. I don't know your why. I don't know why you migrated. I can only second guess. And that's why when this resource was put together, I touch on as many areas as possible. There are 52 of them. And the purpose is that if you can avoid making it, it's going to position you not only to move faster, you're going to go further. Don't be in the camp of those who say, oh, I don't care. I'm not going to learn from others. I'm not going to ask questions. I'm not going to avoid the mistakes that other people have made. I'm going to re reinvent the wheel. 
I'm going to make my own mistakes and learn from them. That is a recipe for disaster. You don't have to make the mistakes that other people have already made. You are going to make your own mistakes. However, it is foolish and unwise. And let me even put it bluntly. You are being stupid when you insist on reinventing the wheel and making the mistakes other people have made. How are you going to know the mistakes other people have made if you don't open books, listen, read, listen to those who have gone ahead of you? How are you going to know the pitfalls to avoid? The 52 strategies have exposed you to the areas that you are supposed to be working on, to the roadmap that you need to follow if you're going to be successful. Now is the time for you to make up your mind. If information was all what we needed, all of us would be rich, healthy, and strong. We're living in the information age. We have a lot of information. However, for the information to be effective, for the information to deliver, for knowledge should truly be power, is applied knowledge. Of what use is knowing that, for example, smoking is bad, yet you smoke. That information is useless to you. You're just like somebody who hasn't even known that smoking is bad. Because the two of you are going to suffer the consequences. Just like somebody said, of what use? It's learning to read when you don't read. You may even be better off being illiterate. Why? Because if you don't open a book and read, there's no difference between you and the person who is illiterate. That is why the information in the book is very practical. You are being challenged to grow, and grow you must. You are being challenged to make adjustments, and adjustments you must. If you want to do well, nobody owes you anything. And don't dare let anybody limit you. Don't allow other people to expect your reality. The ball stops with you. The reaction has to come from a place of knowledge and understanding. You've come this far. You see it as an immigrant because you are not the first, the last. You're going to face obstacles so be it. You're going to face pushbacks, so be it. You have to pick yourself up, strengthen your mind and your resolve, stay the course. Avoid making excuses, 
complaining and blaming other people. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. And if you've missed any of the episodes, they're all online, there are 52 of them. It's a wealth of information. I challenge you to listen to them, and not only that, to apply. If you need help, 101 coaching and mentoring with regards to any of these areas that have been treated in the book, I'm here. Reach out to me. The email is eternalkingdom101 at gmail.com. Eternalkingdom101 at gmail.com. Or call 214-908-3963. Above all, grab a copy of this resource and let it change your life. Throughout the course of this broadcast, a lot of different areas have been raised. We mentioned racism a little bit, and I promised you that that was going to be the next subject that I'll be diving into. And I want to invite you for the next two months or three, we are going to be talking about racism, where is your sting? A provocative look at the beginning and the end of racism. Grab a copy of this book, read alongside with me as we dive into the knots and bolts of this subject. Thank you for watching. I am approach where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. Until next time, God bless you. Stay tuned.